The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Navigating the journey called life doesn't get any easier as we move through it, but we can learn from what we have within us to make it more enjoyable in the long run. Welcome to Mental Sherpa by Theta Spring. Your host is Alexandra Janelli. In our program, we set out to provide you with the undiscovered wisdom within you to handle even life's bumpy spots. Now, here is the host, founder and practitioner of Theta Spring, Alexandra Janelli. Welcome back, everybody, to the Mental Sherpa Show. What I wanted to do on today's uh, show was really begin to tie together how we begin to learn about ourselves with how we begin to present in the world. And so I wanted to bring on a special guest today who's going to help us begin to understand our style. And so I wanted to introduce a special guest, Dina Scherer, who's here with us today as we broadcast out of the WeWork Network uh, building down in the financial district. Dina, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you on. And I thought it was an important component for us to begin to touch on. You know, on the Mental Sherpa show, we like to have people begin to understand who am I on the core. And then once you understand who you are, as you begin to experience the world around you, you can have a better relationship. But there's a huge component that we hadn't really touched on yet as we've gone through a lot of the psychology of it and different stories of people, which is how you dress and how you Mm -hmm. present in the world because not only is it how we see the world, but it's how the world sees us. So I thought it was really interesting when Dean and I met through the WeWork uh, network to sort of bring you on. And so I was hoping you could tell my listeners a bit about what you do um, and your company. Absolutely. I'm a wardrobe stylist and a personal shopper. Sometimes I also call myself an image and wardrobe stylist. Okay. Image is a huge part of it, as you had just mentioned. And I basically specialize in working with women and helping them dress more authentically and with intention. So learning what looks good on them, what colors work for them, defining their style in a way that it makes them really feel unique and put together. And then putting all those elements and learning how to properly edit their wardrobe, create outfits, personal shop become savvier shoppers as a result and really just feel more confident that's kind of the end goal right I love that idea of feeling more confident because it's so important to feel good in what you're wearing there's nothing worse than wearing clothing where you're like oh it's too tight or you think it looks good and everyone's like it really doesn't look so great Um, And I was wondering if you could tell everybody a little bit about your company so that as they listen, they might even want to go and look it up and follow along. Sure. So my company is called Modnica Styling. And the first word is a little challenging to spell, (laughs) so I will spell it for you. It's M-O-D-N-I-T-S-A Styling. And so the website is modnicastyling.com. And um, it's a one-woman show. I'm located in the WeWork FIDI, as you had just said. And I have a small office here, and I meet with my clients either in one of the conference rooms here or on location if it's in their home or in the shops. Mm-hmm. And um, I do the, the 
personal styling work, which kind of involves a few different services. Usually it starts with a color analysis and a style development session, and then goes into the wardrobe edit, the personal shopping and the finishing touches, which I offer as well. <laughs> wow. So how did you get into this? I mean, was this something that you've always been doing? Is this sort of a revamp in your career? I always find what's interesting when I get to talk with my guests is the evolution of where they were and how they got here, especially in the WeWork network, which is so entrepreneurial too. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think for me, it was a little bit of both. I've always been in the fashion world, not so much in the style world, kind of one foot in because I love fashion and style. I didn't particularly love the industry or working for the industry. So I've had a a lot of different jobs in the industry, kind of a love-hate relationship with all of them. (laughs) One of our other guests that was on, um, she was in the fashion industry traveling around doing it and she's like, I loved it. And then she got into health and wellness. So yeah, I think it ultimately leads you to something a little bit bigger because a lot of people in the fashion industry find themselves a little bit unhappy and also very very stressed and that wasn't really how I wanted to live my life yeah and I did work in other industries as well so I've kind of gone the whole like the whole gamut I managed right. a chiropractic office when I was oh, no in, kidding. Um, in college and I worked in telemarketing that was my first job <laughs> oh so you can do awful. the cold sale thing the worst I, I part can. of it I don't love it but no I understandable can. and I worked at an ad agency which was my last job before sort of taking the step and opening my own business And ultimately what led me to start my own business was the fact that I was laid off. It was 2008, the recession hit, and I was one of the casualties. And it was truly a blessing in disguise. I could never stress that enough. I was very, very lucky at the time to collect some unemployment insurance and also get some severance. And then my boyfriend at the time, my husband now, was very supportive. So I was able to take a little bit of time and have like some mental clarity to really assess what I was doing and where and how. And that kind of helped me figure out the path and then when I saw the kind of the opening in that style fashion world that allowed me to work for myself as my own boss but also ultimately help people help women and bring what I already kind of acquired throughout all these jobs to the table whether it's cold calling like you said or you know being able to be great at multitasking and and supplement that with training and experience and then start to build the blocks of a, of a small business. It's interesting how it progresses, right? From first you sort of get this idea where it comes out of nowhere and yet of course it becomes so obvious after you look back. But I love that you have all these skills that really formulated, it's a big step to become an entrepreneur and open up your own business. Not everyone can do it and not everyone can do it well as you have. Oh, thank you. Uh, you were just in the <laughs> Some New York days Times are better than others. <laughs> as, you know, you got to have the good and the bad together. Yes, and you were just in the New York Times for this, which is even more yes, exciting. Yes, that was very exciting. It was a real, it was a real big step for me and seeing myself on the on the financial page in the morning on Saturday picking up the paper that was pretty cool no I have kidding. to say it's that was fun. definitely a celebrity moment <laughs> what was that like for you to sort of go through the interviewing process to be asked to be in that given what you do and who you are it was really exciting I think a lot of emphasis right now is on small business and I actually just had a mention in Bloomberg news as well on the same kind of in the same vein about small businesses, gig economy. So I think there's a lot of interest in that now. There's a lot of financing for small business. And there's also just 
uh, like a changeover in the workplace in general with like the millennials and yeah. finding new ways to make money from home, from, you know, shared office spaces yep. like WeWork. And the interview was really more targeted towards that, but the interviewer actually did take a lot of time to get to know what I really do to kind of understand who my clients are, how I help them. Yeah. And that was really great. And you did write a little bit about that. Which yeah, was awesome. no, she did. And I, I actually had an article done by the Chamber of Commerce similar where they wanted small businesses, but no one thinks of like hypnotherapists yeah. as a small business. <laughs> so it's nice that all of this is coming out, especially for us women who are in the field. Definitely. We can yeah. help people, which is even better. Absolutely. It gets the voice out. So, sure. yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So here you are. You've been laid off 2008, blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. You're sitting, taking a respite from it all, going, what do I really want? And this hits. And the process became, I want to help women in particular so the process wasn't that straightforward (laughs) i first heard these words image consulting and i had been hearing like fashion consulting image consulting kind of throughout my whole career you know in whether it was fashion merchandising design trend forecasting and the jobs that i've had sort of in the industry and one of the things that was really important for me was that i was able to use what I already kind of feel like I intuitively know and Mm. have, you know, I have been blessed to come from a family that really was good at these elements of putting yourself together and knowing how to do it. And I think it's especially important, especially in my family, because I come from Russia and I was born there. I lived there until I was 14 and we didn't have the amount of clothing that we have here, the amount of choices that we have here. But women always put emphasis on looking good and projecting that into the world. So I kind of inherited that, I think, from the women in my family. And that was a really huge part of attracting me to to this, um, this industry, you know, the fashion consulting styling industry. And then the other aspect was that I'm a true believer in education. So I decided to go and really learn all I could about it. So instead of just relying on what I kind of intuitively perceive, I wanted to back that up with knowledge and facts. And so I did get all the certifications that you could probably get in in the industry. Yes. Um, And I became a member of AICI, which is Association of Image Consultants International. When people hear about it, they're like, what? (laughs) I didn't know that existed. It's been around for about 20 years. It's a pretty young industry still. Wow. And with that in mind, sort of feeling the confidence and being able to formulate these ideas and educate women on how to do these things, that's what really helped me identify that that was my passion. So it wasn't just looking good or shopping or putting together outfits. It was really seeing how the women's confidence transformed and really seeing that aha moment when they find that outfit that has it all and like has all the elements and yeah. how are, they get compliments after. So that's an interesting thing that you mentioned, right? An outfit that has all the elements. What, tell me about that. Cause I mean, I put my pants on, I put on a cute shirt and my shoes and I grab a bag, but maybe there's something I'm missing here of like all these Those elements. Those are all good, good okay. things. <laughs> yes. Let's start with you're, the basics. You're doing it right. You're doing it right. Not so naked. I think, I think a lot of women who come to me, they are really kind of at a crossroads in their life, you know? So not everyone has these challenges. Yep. There are definitely women that know how to put themselves together. And that's like a true inspiration to me. I'm always inspired by women in New York who right. are like Beautiful. really pulled together and effortless you know we talk about French women but like New York women are pretty awesome yep I would say that's true (laughs) and 
the women that come to me that are seeking my help are usually either going through a change in their life, whether that's motherhood, divorce, oh, um, a change in career, something like that, or they're just they're just really frustrated. They can't find good like well-fitting clothes because they have challenges with fit or they don't know what colors to wear or they've been told they can't do something their whole lives and then they just need to like have someone tell them that they can right that permission yeah we talk about permission in my industry a lot it's like sometimes just permission to say hate your job or like I want to wear a color that everyone tells me looks awful on me or yeah yeah I hear that a lot so it's it's the elements that we're talking about here. It's really kind of understanding how they come across. So we, we talk about different things like style personality and color palette and texture and line and all these things, they send messages and these messages can be on point if you are putting yourselves together in a way that's aligned with how you want to be perceived or they can be very, very, um, far away from how you normally feel you know so they're not projecting your true self and that becomes the challenge and then that's really the reason why these women have you know have the need for you know stylist or professional um aside from that we do have things like you know frustrated and don't have time (laughs) and so like a new mom will come to me because you know she just needs some shopping help because she's really just has her hands full with her baby and her job and whatever so anyway, back to the question that you asked. Um, it, the elements are really like more psychological than we think about. Like okay. style is really, for me, style is really your uh, visual signature to the world. It's kind of hmm. how the world perceives you and taking that um, even further, how you can you know, manipulate these messages. So Hmm. to me, like creating those elements, putting them all in line, creating that style formula, that's really the focus of what I do. It's not really like telling you, don't wear this, wear this. Right. And I'm sure a big component of your job is getting into the mindset of that person and getting to know their personality, which I'm sure just as getting to know anybody can be a little tricky at first because it's like what they want you to know about you and then getting down to the authentic self of who they are and how they want to present in the world. Absolutely, yeah. I do I do really take my time to get to know them and I follow a certain process, which okay. not every stylist does. So that involves really giving them some creative exercises beforehand, ah. having them fill out a questionnaire for me and asking them the right questions because a lot of times they already know what it is. And, and a lot of times when they do this creative exercise, they kind of already formulate these ideas for themselves. Like, this is the style I want to emulate, but how do I get there? You know, Got so it. starting the conversation and then giving them the tools. Is there ever a time when a client says to you, it's like, I really want to dress more like, um, like a Jennifer Lopez mm-hmm. or whomever it might be, right? Your celebrity style. And yet there's a moment where you're, you see a really big disconnect or is your job, like, are you there to tailor them in to say sort of like, I don't see that for you? Or are you really there to like help them get to where they want to be? It is a great question. Actually, I consider myself their style advisor, their cheerleader. So I'm always encouraging them. There's never really a time when I say, don't do that. Um, and okay, you know, I'd love to talk about that a little bit more later, but to kind of answer your question, 
I think emulating celebrity style helps you vocalize and verbalize what it is that you like about certain things and then right. taking those elements and interpreting them for yourself that's what I think a stylist does you know you right. take that fashion information and then you make it apply to the person you take the trend and you interpret it for the person so like it's never that. really like no you can't do so it so you take this <laughs> generalized and then you sort of form yeah fit we, it. we do exactly we do form fit it to their authentic style to make it really their own and not you know it can be influenced right. certainly we are all i think influenced by other people but it's not like copycatting or ripping right. it off or feeling like you're on you know some sort of like social um, pressure norm yeah. you know what comes to my mind is just as it goes back to the beginning of uh, the season for us uh, was it's almost like you're creating the individual brand Definitely. for them yes. in like their own style mm-hmm. but it comes from a, drawn from a lot of different places too and one of the things we're going to talk about when we come back from the break is actually how important color is in terms of what it is that you do and so we'll talk a little bit about how color plays that important role and how it gets integrated yep and so when we come back from the break that's what we'll do and we were here with dina scherer uh, who is a stylist and image consultant we'll be right back It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Visit the Theta Spring Hypnosis Store to find out more about our home hypnosis programs and detox systems. Our hypnosis programs bring the power of our therapy to the comfort of your own home or on your mobile device. Our detox system has been formulated as the first ever mind and body detox. The Burn and Build Body 14-Day Anti-Aging Detox Kit is a food-based detox that has an optional subconscious support program. Stay committed and create sustainable change while cleansing your body. Visit Thetaspring.com forward slash store. We have a special 15% discount for our listeners. Use promo code VA15 at checkout. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Metal Sherpa by Theta Spring. To reach Alexandra Janelli or her guest on today's program, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aginelli at thetaspring.com. Now, back to The Mental Sherpa Show. Welcome back to The Mental Sherpa Show. Today we're talking about style, and we're here with Dina Scherer, who's helping fill us in on how to style yourself in a way that can help you present yourself in the world in a really confident and empowering way. So Dina works mostly with women, and I was hoping that we could tap into a little bit when clients come to work with you. Uh, Number one, a little bit about how do clients typically find you? Is it a lot of referrals? Is it how do they find you? And have you ever, what are the misconceptions about your job that people have? Yeah, so I think a lot of my clients do find me because 
they are searching for it. So it's not something that really can be forced. I think you do have to be ready for the services. You have to want it. Yeah, they change when you're ready. Yes, yes. I think the services are, some of the services are like a very cathartic experience and Mm -hmm. it stirs up a lot of stuff. So it's not like a spiritual experience, but it can be because you're clearing your life. You're like making space for things. And if you're not ready, you can be very like resentful. You can hold back. I can imagine so, it's like a haircut for certain people where yeah. they're just not ready to go the distance mm-hmm. on like that big. Yes. So styling. you need to take small steps. So one of the misconceptions I think about the industry in general is that a stylist is someone who just lends you their fashion eye. And it certainly starts with that. I think you have to love fashion and you right. have to love style and shopping for what you do you know, as myself, as an image and wardrobe stylist. But as I had mentioned earlier, I think backing that up with education and experience is really important. And that's what I think sort of separates the stylists that maybe do like photo shoot work or people who really are just great visually from the mentors and advisors, as I call them, you know, people who really take the time to get to know you and cater to your specific needs and make sure that they are creating, you know, they are helping you develop your style. It's not like, you know, as you had mentioned earlier, they're not like trying to get you to look like a celebrity or to look like themselves, you know, it's right. it's really like really understanding who you are, getting to know you, and then taking all the information, all the experience that they have. One of the other things that kind of like feeds into that is, you know, I think part of having the experience is learning how to work with different body types and sure. understanding the fit and proportions and then teaching that to the person. And sometimes that's like a true revelation for, per- for a person. And similar to to like you mentioned earlier with color you know color is a big thing too understanding your color palette and determining the colors that really wash you out so you can take those out of your of your wardrobe and making sure that you know all these things are kind of in place so I guess the misconception is really that anyone can do it (laughs) which (laughs) is unfair for any industry you know people who are true professionals they really do know their stuff and they really take the time and you know we're always kind of like learning along the way you know one of the reasons I joined AICI was because we're always encouraged to take classes and have um, educational credits every so often to right. fulfill for, for the certification. And that really pushes you, you know, it allows you to take it to the next level and learn if there's anything new in the industry or, you know, um, where you may need to like reinforce what skills you may need to reinforce. Right. And I'm sure you've seen how your sort of your business has transformed through time and the years. How has your trade t- tailored in a little bit more? I'm sure just from working with clients, you learn a lot also, like the hands-on portion of it and color. And, and there must be nothing better than mm-hmm. seeing a client smiling Definitely. when you put that perfectly. Yes. <laughs> I think for me, I'm always getting better. I think yeah. I, I, I'm never thinking that I'm, you know, at the top already, you know. I mean, it keeps you humble. You know, you work with different people. You work with different personalities. And some people are a lot easier to work with. And every once in a while, you have a challenging client. And I try to really take that, you know, if there's any criticism or any feedback, I try to take that and improve my services and make sure that I am really answering the questions. And sometimes that even has to do with knowing your own self-worth. You know, like when you're first starting out, you do have to 
kind of fake it till you make it a of little course. bit. Everyone of does course. that. But as you grow and as you have more experience, you do kind of, you fill that role and you are able to, to not feel bad about, you know, charging a certain price mm-hmm. or, you know, working in a certain process even you know like I follow a certain process and some stylists don't and I stand by it because that brings the best results and I know that already from experience and just to answer your question from before of course I'm kind of like getting a little uh, lost here Um, a lot of my clients do come from the website uh, which I had just launched the new website so please feel free to check it out and send me a message and say hi and just say it one more time for the listeners sure, who might have just joined Sure, it's Styling. So it's not Modnista, and that's the, the part that trips everyone <laughs> up. It's Modnista because the name is actually, it's a Russian word, which means fashionista. Ah. And it's a truly, like, dear to my heart word because my grandmother used to call me that. And Aww. it's like, it usually refers to little girls who like to dress up and, like, look cute. And then like older right. older women as well but uh, I loved to dress up when I was little so and like wear no... heels like my mom's heels and you know parade around <laughs> so there's no doubt that you ended up in this industry and in this passion I was always gonna probably get close to that yeah somehow. no it's funny because we were talking with um oh gosh Mark I'm totally drawing a blank on his last name, but an episode on passion and purpose. And he had asked someone, he said, you know, typically if you ask someone what they love to do as a kid, it'll correlate later in life to a big transition in their career Mm -hmm. where they end up. So it's always like something to think about for my listeners is what did you love as a kid that maybe can help guide you if you're looking to change careers too. (laughs) Um, So I love that, which is great. And then color. Mm-hmm. You have a whole thing on color, right? Yes, color is the first step. We always start with color. And the reason for the color service being the first step is it's very visual. And even if you're not convinced about like anything else I tell you, <laughs> style or um, you know fit or proportions or whatever, color is something that's very objective. You see it. You know, mm-hmm. we look at it in natural daylight. We sit you in front of a mirror, we drape you, or I drape you, I should say, with different color drapes, and I show you the differences between the colors that really make your complexion pop and make you look youthful and rested and connected to your clothes, and then the ones that really do the opposite and wash you out and like wear you, you know, like you see the color first and you are just like secondary. Is there a typical in terms of style and color that... Is there a formula in terms of like redheads typically look better in like a blue? Or I mean, Um, everyone looks good in black, right? (laughs) Not really, no. So one of the things that a lot of times I hear from people, especially young women who sometimes come in with their mom and then the mom is like, you know, chirping in um, in the background, (laughs) is that, oh, I can't wear red, my mom told me. And that is like one of the misconceptions. Talk about misconceptions, right? right? It's completely untrue. What is true, however, is that you have to find the right red. It has to be the right tone and the right shade. And then you can wear any color. It just has to have those characteristics. So just a a quick little lesson on color. 
yeah there are a couple of things that we look for so we look for something called undertone which is the composition of your blood when it comes to melanin hemoglobin and carotene Get and it out. gives you a little tint and most people have either more of a bluish tint or a yellowish tint so it's either a warmer or a cooler undertone and a lot of people hear about it in makeup they'll know like undertones in makeup they're not exactly the same thing but it is a word that people have like heard of especially women with foundation and stuff and then from there, we go to the different characteristics of color. So how bright or muted the color is, how light or dark the color is. There is sort of this yin-yang comparison sometimes. Right. And then we identify what season you are. I do a color analysis called seasonal color analysis. It's like one okay. of the first ones that came out in the 60s with Color Very Me Beautiful. Fun. Yeah, it's, it's not, you know, I still think that it's the best kind. There's been a lot of improvements in the industry and a lot of different... Um, schools of thought on the color and some people have like 16 seasons and then they like it's so complicated <laughs> oh my god that's no <laughs> i don't do that i do the color analysis that's seasonal and then within the season i'll show you what your power shades are what your um, accent shades are what neutrals to to wear so we narrow it down from there as well okay uh but to answer your question no there is not really like okay you can't or you can but we also do talk about different color combinations and how they can come together to mean something to be either muted or loud how they can accentuate certain things it's right. all about like accentuating and camouflaging and balancing the abcs of style right right there's a, the lot of that. there's a lot of different yeah exactly there's a lot of different elements that we talk about that can do one of the three right and color always has to accentuate that's one thing we never compromise on it has to be the right color for you you okay. can't really you can't really like get away with if you're cool undertone like the colors have more blue then wearing the warmer shades will just always make you look sickly or wash you out or take over ah. and with style you can make exceptions and you can you know you don't have to plead by the rules so right. much you know it's all about intention for that but with colored there's really like it's very objective so it's not that you can't wear black, blue, and brown no, anymore. Remember those uh, old rules of you like mean together? So faux pas. Yeah. Well, I guess it's part of it's part of intentionality for me. So if right. it is really intentional that you wanted to put together this black and this brown, and there's a reason for it, go for it. You know, if you know how to pull it together. Yep. If you are doing it and the the shades are too close to each other, it might come off as a mistake. Okay. Because our brain, as I'm sure you know, interprets differences right. that are too small or too big as wrong. Right. So it has to be just a little bit different. Same with proportions. Mm. You know, when you're looking for the right proportions, you're looking for that uneven ratio, like that golden mean ratio. Right. So that it's a little bit different, tricks the eye, it's interesting, it's visually uh, capturing. Right. But if it's too different, then it looks wrong. Or if it's too similar, it looks Got wrong. Got it. So color is really the foundation of where you begin with a client. For me, it is. For you. Yeah. Then what happens? Sort of, If you describe the process of how you work with a client, what happens next? Normally, we would do a style development session after the color analysis and usually do those on the same day because the color analysis is really, it can be a standalone service and I have done that for people as a standalone but a lot of times it feeds into the style development and okay. we talk more about color in the style development like these little things that I just shared yeah. we kind of break it down even further 
And then in the style development session, we cover all the other style elements. So like I mentioned, line and texture and style personality and proportions and fit, fabrics and textures and scale. And like there's so many things. All that stuff. And face shape and like how all of that creates these messages and how these messages can make you um, come across a certain way and how you can take those messages and then either change them or make them even more pronounced to appear either authoritative or approachable or fun or creative. So that's an interesting idea in terms of, you know, what's your intention? Do you want to, like, if you're going, if you're dating, for example, what's the message you want to send? So approachable would be a much better look than, I mean, maybe you want to look sexy too, but not trashy. Mm -hmm. And Um, approachability and authority are the two biggest concepts that we discussed during the style development session because those are the true opposites of each other and we normally fall into one category more dominantly than the other based hmm. on like the lines in our face and whether we have a lot of facial texture, or facial pattern, or hair texture, hair pattern, you know. So I don't want to give away too much because no, I want you guys to experience it for yourselves. But, you know, color can send a certain message. And I think it's a little bit based on where you grow up, what... Um, you know, where, what part of the world you live in, but there are some colors that have a universal meaning. Like if you're wearing black, you will look more authoritative. Right. If you're wearing black, you may also look more conservative and more right. shy. If sure. you're wearing white, you will like kind of project that energy into the world. If you're wearing yellow, it's an optimistic color. So huh. you will fill the room with that color. So even starting with color and the messages and then taking it a step further into the style messages. And then defining your style personality is really my favorite part because it is really based on your personality and that gives us those tangible words that you can then use every day when you're getting dressed to remind yourself, this is what my style is. Because I think a lot of times people come to me and they're like, I don't have a style. And it's not that they don't have a style, it's just they don't really know what it is and they need to redefine it for themselves so that right. gives them the inspiration and I think that's so important it's like what is my style because I, I just went through this I was like oh my god I went through my clothes and I was like half my clothes look like I'm a teenager like what mm, I hear and they're that all black sometimes. I mean, <laughs> yeah well I consider myself a color enthusiast you know one of those things that defines I think me as a personal stylist is I love color I wear color all the time Yep, she's wearing a bright yellow (laughs) shirt right now. Um, And I try to help women that I work with to be as excited about it as I am. So New Yorkers wear a lot of black. And that's one of my missions, to get you out of the black. Okay, so New York, she's coming for you. She's going to brighten this place up a bit. And most people love color, but they just are too afraid to get the wrong color or they're too afraid of the loud combinations or it makes you stand else. out too it does. amongst the cloud of black so you do need to be confident in that like, yeah and that's where we you know refine all the other stuff Help building the confidence so <laughs> yes. you feel really good in it versus yes i'm sure introverts and extroverts will draft very differently too absolutely but i don't think it has to you don't have to change who you are you just right you just really tune into who you are and I think what was interesting when I was doing my training for hypnotherapy, they were talking about, it boils down to introvert and extrovert. They call them emotionals and physicals. Mm. But an emotional uh, or an introverted person will dress a little bit more buttoned up. Like they won't wear a lot of loud things. Uh, a deep V-neck, you wouldn't probably mm-hmm. catch them in. Whereas an extrovert or a physical, they will dress much more garishly and loudly, a lot of accessories. Absolutely, yeah. So it's always interesting how personality yeah. certainly plays yeah. into, you know, I wouldn't mm-hmm. walk out in a purple suit, but 
you know, if I, I would. <laughs> if I felt confident enough, maybe I would too. But I'm not even an extrovert. I think there's definitely, definitely like some characteristics that are definitely a, that are a definition of your lifestyle and your personality. But then there's also these kind of elusive elements of things of how you want to be and what mm. you want to project. Right. So. It's, it's, it's a mixed bag. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. So when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Dina Scherer, and we'll be back in just a bit. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Visit the Theta Spring Hypnosis Store to find out more about our home hypnosis programs and detox systems. Our hypnosis programs bring the power of our therapy to the comfort of your own home or on your mobile device. Our detox system has been formulated as the first ever mind and body detox. The Burn and Build Body 14-Day Anti-Aging Detox Kit is a food-based detox that has an optional subconscious support program. Stay committed and create sustainable change while cleansing your body. Visit thetaspring.com forward slash store. We have a special 15% discount for our listeners. Use promo code VA15 at checkout. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Metal Sherpa by Theta Spring. To reach Alexandra Janelli or her guest on today's program, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to ajanelli at thetaspring.com. Now, back to The Mental Sherpa Show. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Dina Scherer finishing up our discussion on style and how to present in the world in a way that makes you feel confident and empowered. And what we've talked about so far is how color plays such an important role, how getting to know you and what you're looking for and how you want to experience the world uh, in your clothes. And so what I wanted to ask Dina was, have you ever worked with a stylist yourself? So... The answer is no, <laughs> uh, but not because I didn't want to necessarily. I have always loved style and kind of had the knack for putting it together. Right. So I don't really think there was ever a need for it. Fair enough. But I do remember times in my life when I wasn't really in tune with who I was. And I was wearing clothes that didn't represent who I was. And I was just thinking that about that the other day that, you know, I used to wear things that were a little shorter than maybe they should have been or a little didn't tighter. <laughs> I know. And that comes from just you know being, being young and 20 you know yeah. whatever but realizing the right fit and like all that stuff is really important and I think working as a stylist has helped me become better at dressing too so it become it makes you really think it makes you really put that intentionality into it and I did have a chance to experience the services because when I was training we had to practice on each other so I did oh, so that's good. I did get to experience some of the services especially the color analysis as I was saying and right. 
it was it's really a good way to step out of yourself and like have an outside perspective because things sometimes read differently that way you think inside right. your head oh of course so getting that other person to tell you and then being able to be open to the feedback and i think that's the process throughout working with a client i so. bet that's pretty tough sometimes for clients to swallow feedback so i try to not be very I try not to give too much feedback that isn't positive. I'm always, like I said, a cheerleader for them. I'm always trying to encourage them to step out of their comfort zone, to be able to embrace the little new changes. And I think the feedback that I do give is mostly objective. And it is based on the information that we together discover throughout the first two services so it isn't really my opinion it's more about like oh this doesn't work because it is too short and it cuts you in the wrong place and so it makes teaching you a lot yeah, again going back so to that. the feedback is more objective and i think that makes it less sensitive sure but i'm always very very aware of my clients challenges and also their needs so if they're biggest challenge is that nothing fits them right you know we really try to understand why and try to look for brands and you know fabrics and things like that that can solve that issue for them so then again like the feedback is really just like this looks better you know this works better you know tell me a little bit about what people can like what are some things they should think about as they prepare to hire someone or think about hiring a stylist? I think first and foremost, you should think about whether the person's style resonates with you. So when you're evaluating different consulting options, you want to look at the person's style and see if you are attracted to it in in a way where, you know, it does have some similarity to your style or it's aspirational. Because even though stylists don't really push their style on that on their clients, if they're good stylists, it will still, you know, there will be some qualities that you may want to, right. <laughs> you know, encourage your right. client to have. Sure, I guess it's like you have else. to like the person who's cutting your hair's hair. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know, you want the person to be a representation of what it is you're looking for right in a way you know so like you wouldn't really want to hire a dentist that has terrible teeth <laughs> exactly you're like ah, even though that's, that's so i haven't seen that I really seen that. wow okay well teeth are a little bit more challenging i think <laughs> so that would be the first thing i would also highly encourage the person to research the process that the stylist has. So as I mentioned, I like to follow a certain process. And while I do make exceptions, when somebody is just in town and wants to just do the shopping or is really just just wants to do the colors or you know skip, skip a step or whatever, I really feel like the best results come from following that flow. Right. So if you learn that in advance and that is something that speaks to you, you want to be in it for the process, then that's great. But if you're just looking for a quick shopping session and you don't want all the other stuff, then you may want a different stylist. So, you know, just just to say like those are different approaches and you want to learn about the stylist approach. You also definitely want to learn about their experience and their their exposure to different types of clients so Mm, you know you want to look for their testimonials obviously but you also want to have a conversation with them so schedule a call you know if some people want to meet you in in advance in person for most people schedules it doesn't work right 
I usually just have a call and I always, always encourage to have a quick call. First of all, you're hearing the person's voice and you're connecting with them in a different way, obviously, yeah. than over email where a lot can get lost. You are also asking the questions and make sure you ask all the questions you have, no matter how small they are, because sometimes something can trigger something that you may not want or the opposite of that like will spark something and you're gonna be convinced that that's the right stylist for you so you really want to just feel like it's the right fit you know right. pun intended <laughs> well you're gonna be spending a lot of time with this person too i'm i'm guessing for sure yeah you are spending a lot of time you are kind of trusting them obviously not with your life but you are trusting no. them with your look and yeah. you don't want them to steer you in the wrong direction also if you are a little bit skeptical start with a few services you know you don't always have to sign up to the whole package and that's one of the misconceptions too like that you have to do the whole thing right you really don't you can take it at the space at the pace that you are comfortable with you can really you know kind of break it down and formulate your own plan and package and that's what I always encourage so there's really no right or wrong of doing it you sure know? so it's it's important for people to think about really what they want to get out of it and I, I'm guessing what you do just similar to life coaching is my goal is to always help people have tools they can utilize absolutely that um, is my biggest mission <laughs> yeah. I think that's not always the case with stylists sometimes they do want to just dress you and then give you you know that and right. I think that's what separates also celebrity stylists from stylists who dress people for their everyday life. Which would be wonderful to have. Celebrity stylists <laughs> are amazing and they have a lot of resources. They can go to any designer and right. get what it, what it is and put the look together. And that's really cool and glamorous, but it doesn't give you the tools. Right. So my so goal is to give you the tools. It's to know what you're looking for too. Are you looking for someone to dress you every day? Are you mm -hmm. looking for that high-end like... Yes. look versus the let's really talk about the everyday <laughs> yeah. and the you and yeah. formulate that um I had a friend when I was telling them I was going to talk with you they asked do they go through your closet and pull out all your clothes and help you throw out stuff and sure that is actually a closet edit what you're describing okay <laughs> or a closet exorcism as I like to <laughs> refer to it sometimes because it is in fact oh very deep <laughs> I bet it's hard um, to throw out some stuff it's hard if you're not ready, like we talked about earlier. What we like to do, what I like to do is, I like to encourage a person to have a working closet. So I usually say quote unquote working closet because it is a closet from which you get dressed every morning. It's the closet of clothes that you wear. And then you can have another closet where you may store stuff that you don't wear all Got the time, it. seasonal stuff. And things you're really attached to but just aren't ready to give up yet. Yep. So yes, during the closet edit, we absolutely do that whole going through everything, putting things together, you know, opening up space if things need to be thrown out, donated, trashed, whatever. Right. Things that are maybes may result as well. Things that are not ideal but need to be replaced till a later date or like altered or things like that. So yes, it is definitely a very dynamic, very rigorous like cleanse. I'm sure. <laughs> I just went through my closet and was like, my God, I've been holding on to some of these things for so That is long. so common. I hear that and see that a lot. Yeah. And, and it's, it's not a bad thing. You just No, but it was funny because I went shopping the other day and I was like, I am going to buy. I swore to myself, I said, I am going to buy. I, I like to dress very like in line with what I like. And I'm like, I'm going to buy something totally different. And I laughed. I looked at what I bought and I was like, Really? I bought the same <laughs> kind of thing, the same cut, the safe 
That's the okay. safe choice. It's totally fine. I think you ultimately just want to be comfortable in yep. what you wear. And not everybody's style is crazy and creative and, you know, out there. You don't, you don't, you don't have, have to. I, don't, I think you don't, you sh- really shouldn't force it. It's, yeah. There's things that, like, if you really are lacking in accessories and you, your outfits all look very simple, then sometimes pulling that in can help right. and, like, that's stepping out of the box a little bit. But if you are a very conservative person and you just dress in very simple, clean line clothes, putting on, like, a bright, loud feather dress will not feel comfortable on you. And no, you totally. will fidget and you will look awkward and you will feel not confident and all you're going to be thinking about is how can I get out of this outfit right now? How much longer till I need to take this off? Um, And then in terms of things that people can do to start their process, right? I'm guessing the first thing that comes to my mind if I were going to think about hiring a stylist or yourself would be to really ask me what about the way I dress isn't working for me right now? That's definitely a great step, yes. I think identifying your reasons for hiring a stylist are great because then you are also looking for a specific type of stylist. As I mentioned before, if you are just looking for shopping and maybe you know that's your frustration, you just want someone to bring clothes to you or ship them to you, that's one thing. If you really ultimately want to revamp your style, understand how you come across and how to put it all together, then you're looking for a different kind of stylist. The other thing that you can also do, and we just talked about it, is you can start editing your own closet. Because a lot of times when you start going through clothes and really like opening up that space, some answers some answers come to you. You know, right. you're gonna realize, oh, I'm dressing this way and maybe I want to get away from that. Or I have nothing to wear for these type of occasions and that's really what I want, you know, right. to bring more into my life. So go through the clothes and get rid of things that you've had since high school because you're probably not wearing them unless yep. unless they're all like designer clothes, you know, like keep those. Keep I guess. those. I have the two year rule. I say if I haven't worn this in two years and I literally haven't worn it in two years and it's just a collecting dust, I'm like, it's time to donate it. Yes. I have uh, a six for someone month else to rule. love it. Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, my closet is really, really small. I was going to ask you, what does your closet look like? <laughs> my closet is really small. I live in Park Slope and in a one bedroom. And I actually share a closet with my husband, so it's not even all mine. <laughs> but in a way, that is actually really good for me because I practice what I preach. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't. Yeah. I continue to edit and like I don't have the luxury of a two-year rule because I right. don't have enough closet space. So sure. if I'm not wearing it for six months, it's going. You know, it's getting donated, it's sold on eBay or whatever, you know, and then something else will replace it or not, you know. Do you help clients take some of their, like, nicer clothes to donate them or help sell them online or is that a service that you sort of refer to? I don't do it as a service, but I certainly will make recommendations and there are a lot of great online companies that take care of it for you, send you a bag, a prepaid label, and you can just, like, put everything in a bag and send it out and then... There are a lot of great consignment shops. So I'm always offering that information up. And a lot of my clients are comfortable doing that themselves. And I feel like also my main goal is to really clear their closet. So if they ask me for help with that, I will. 
But I don't want them to feel like they need to make a decision right then and there. I don't want them to feel like I'm making them throw something out. Right, you're like, put it just over here exactly. when you're ready. I want to make sure when I leave, the closet is clean. Everything that needs to go back there is in there. Everything that needs to get be gotten rid of is in a different place. And a lot of times, uh, I'm sure there are people who pull things back out. But a lot of times, they will let it sit there. And then they will be okay getting rid of it. It's like a Marie Kondo yep. uh, type thing. You know, you just have to like say goodbye to it. You know, and you have to do Make it on peace. your own terms. Absolutely. It's like, absolutely. As we wrap up, is there any takeaways or message that you'd really like to leave my listeners with um, regarding what you do or tips and tools or anything like that? Just... Well, I think one thing I'd like to just kind of reiterate is looking polished and put together is a lot about intentionality. And it's a lot about understanding how you come across, which we will determine during your style development session and all the closet work and stuff like that. And then taking that and then putting it into a practical style formula and making sure that all these elements are in line with the messages you want to send with making you look good and then owning that so it's not about trends and it's not about following someone else's path or right. making yourself look like a celebrity it's really about understanding what makes your own personal style unique and how to project yourself to the world how to make that visual appeal be true to who you are not visual appeal but like sure. visual representation of who you are which is what your style is right. and then you know asking for help if you need it you know there are a lot of stylists out there who are really great i you know encourage you to do research on again their process understanding their prices making sure you also understand how the process works a lot of times i'll hear oh if only i just lost 10 pounds then i'll right, be ready you know kind of trying not to get your hesitation get in the way of at least starting the research you know right. if you're really unhappy with the way that you look there's help out there <laughs> right and you can dress for your body type for now yeah and still learn the tips exactly. and tools for when you lose the weight and a lot of times it actually encourages you to lose the weight there you because go. you look great already and you feel so good and you weight feel loss good. is about feeling good anyway yes. well Dina just as we wrap up and finish how can people find you um, one last time sure so please visit my new website which has been relaunched it's www.modnitsastyling.com and it's m-o-d-n-i-t-s-a styling.com wonderful well thank you so much for being here and thank I'll you tell- it was a pleasure it was really fun. and to all my listeners we look forward to having you back next week have a great rest of your day Thank you again for tuning into Metal Sherpa by Theta Spring. Host Alexandra Janelli hopes you'll join her for another edition next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we meet again, have a nice week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 